is annoying New Yorker question. Can we get a breakdown of the sounds for each borough and how they're distinct? I saw that. Themes, uh, actual sounds, you know, like sort of... I would, I, I would, we're going to have to slide that because that's like a whole episode. Yeah, I feel like that's break, very intense. Yeah, it takes research. We got to break down Queens yeah. MCs. So wait, let's just, just do like a quick MCs, one. Like one word for each borough. MCs. All right. And then we'll come back and we'll do like a bigger version of it. And by the I way, that's like, from uh, at Fat Man Tom. Or I think I'm, it's I'm, like areas like Yonkers and Long Island, like that. They're uh, not boroughs, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're yeah. not a borough, but they have distinct hip hop signatures. Um, but okay. Can All I right. just jump real quick? Because I'm not from New York, clearly. To me, yeah. as an outsider, Harlem is like this super braggadocio, but like very subtly, highly technical motherfuckers. Like Harlem dudes have like the multi-syllabic joints, but it's like so fucking catchy you don't even know what's happening. Yeah. But they got the fucking bombosity and the bravado. That's why. Yeah, I like hell, bro. Yeah. like that. Yeah, Jim Jones. Um, Queens things. is like for some reason everybody seems sad in Queens to me. Um, Queens, they're, they're <laughs> depressed. But, I, but I always, I always associate Queens with like '80s R&B record. They always fuck with that type of sound. Yeah, like smooth, warm sounds. Also, don't um, think Queensbridge is not all of Queens. So the Queen's MCs, that's yeah. one section. Then there's Queen's MCs. There's okay. a difference. Yeah, like um, because Queens, because Queens, Queensbridge, that's where the project and stuff are. But Queens is not like that. All right, Queens. Yeah, everybody's is, like it's like Mike Geronimo. Yeah, I love Mike Geronimo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and also, there's like a lot of houses. I'm just saying, like you see yeah. those high rises, but there's not like 15 to 20. That's, of that's those. a very small part of Queens. Very small part of Queens. Um, um, Bronx would be. Oh, what was that Foxy? Foxy Bronx? Bronx? She's from Brooklyn. No, Foxy Brooklyn, sorry. Um, yeah. Who says okay. BX all the time? Um, KRS-1, AG. KRS-1. Uh, MC Shan. Isn't Schmurder, wasn't Bobby Schmurder from the Bronx? I thought he was from Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, okay. he's from Brooklyn. Uh, a, why am I not, who's a BX MC? There's a million of them. Yeah, isn't like Grandmaster Kaz one. from Bronx? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm taking um, away three computer guns. Oh, yes. they are. Yeah. All right, so look, the Bronx isn't pun. Isn't pun from the Bronx? Yeah, Fat Joe's from the Bronx. Fat Joe's from the Bronx. Yeah, Fat Joe. There goes one. See, like I try to explain to people, the Bronx is far from Brooklyn. It just is. Yeah. So I'm not going out. I'm gonna stay in Brooklyn. They're gonna stay in the Bronx. So it's like, yeah. um, they they they're insular type. Like they stated themselves. That's where they, that's how their styles develop. Yeah. And they the Bronx um, is huge. And they have a lot. There's a lot of chip on their shoulders with Bronx cats. I don't yeah. know if it's confrontational i want to you know i'm not pointing fingers but yeah bronx cats like you know they they like you know they're edgy, edgy yeah. definitely the worst drivers in new york city oh well <laughs> more so than um just regular uptown cats yeah no they're terrible drivers nah. yeah. yeah a lot of uptown um, cats don't even drive um yeah. brooklyn is um is the mecca dog like you know you already know what it is man the mm-hmm. best mcs in the in the in the city um, is the best MCs in the world, and mm-hmm. um, and 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 we say that, and we mean it, and that's that's a Brooklyn MC for you right there. Good, and humble. Uh, uh what does that mean? <laughs> what, what what? And Staten yeah. Island is like, it's all Creative. remedy. Everything is remedy. 
<laughs> oh my god! It's uh, not, but seriously, we'll come back. This is a, a bigger question than yeah. A a more, yeah. So I'll, I'll set that episode out. However, that goes. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll, an episode. I'll, I'll take I'll take a tob day. All right. Go so ahead. so Nug Champa asks, "What makes Mock Hami's raps so engaging yet slippery to get a grasp of?" The All right, ready? Seems. I'll answer this one right now because that's exactly what I said. Last year, fucking with his shit. I was playing that uh, that John Wap Wap John shit, whatever it was. Wap Conjo. Yeah, Wap Conjo. And then I was playing the fucking uh, Too Late Too shit, right? And I remember I said to you specifically, one of you guys, I was like, yo, I'm playing this shit so much. And not every song is great. And not every project's fucking really banging. But I play this guy's rap because, you know, as a practitioner of the music for half my life been a fan for all my life and a talking about rapping fucking person for a year on the show. He is a dude where I don't know what the fuck is going to happen at any moment. And I love that. Like I love hearing someone rap where I don't know what is ever going to happen. I can't predict the next bar, the next pocket, the language with this, this guy uses like it's, it's really cool. And I like that. Like I hate like cash. We said before, like, I hate listening to a guy or a girl and knowing what the next part's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, don't like that prediction. Like, with blood, right. You know what I mean? Like star yeah. with car and fire with desire. I hate that shit, but he, he picks it and flips it. Like, like that video of, um, Dr. Dre in the studio, listening to mock homies verse on a sell me this pen with evidence and alchemist. Like yeah. watch Dr. Dre who can only touch the best dudes in the world. Like zoning the fuck out the Mahami, I was like, that's it. Like, there's that, is that certain head nod you get from this dude when he's really like clicking with the right people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's that's my answer for Mach. I think he's fucking incredible. Oh yeah. Um, I still can't. Name I don't know. Song. I'm, I'm still I'm still trying to to map out Mach. Like I'm still in the air control tower trying to track his flight plan. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, so I won't say anything disparaging <laughs> or otherwise. Um, but we will have an upcoming um, episode on Rhyme Schemers, and he might just come up. Mm. So that's my sure. answer. Yes. I, I mean, I had like a window when I listened to a lot of Mock, and um, I just feel like he's part of like the Capadonna school of rap, mm. where it's like a lot of sort of free association and like disconnected thoughts that somehow work well together. Mm, that's a good call. Um, so I think that's sort of what's to me so engaging about him. Is it's like it's almost like what you were saying, Z. Like you don't know what's coming next. I have no idea. Um, the flow is usually tight, and it's just it's it's that unknown quality, like not knowing what to expect, that makes it so exciting. No. Nah. Um, so we got a follow up question, a Mahami question from uh, Brainsturbator. Um, and real and he wants to know. Your he wants to know. Preservation album, he oh, that shit. You fuck with that? You oh, you peeped that preservation record last year? I, I never peeped it. Yet. No, I keep oh, hearing about it. And all right, fuck, I'm my, my big. Go but ahead. like I said, we had the car. I haven't listened to anything. I know you don't. What am I saying? Days, so what am I saying out here? Um, just between like school and trying to write music. So yeah, like, the only you. thing I listen to is instrumentals. I feel you. Um, so so Brainstorm wants to know. Uh, what's as investment advisors do you recommend Bitcoin, Makami physicals, or limited Griselda releases? Well, knowing the Bitcoin, 
Um, and and it, I think you just got to be adept at the flip. I'm, I don't get involved in that, but if you if you know how to do the flip, I would go. I just see because the mock there's so much overhead to get it at first to flip it. I feel like Griselda pieces are a little bit more attainable, and then the money mm-hmm. flips a little quicker. The mock pieces you'll get way more money, but you have to mm-hmm. put in some money to get that piece to flip it. I think Griselda right. a little bit more attainable in terms of like doing like you know a quicker flip. Um, but I'm um, I'm not promoting it. I'm just talking, you know, just facts. Um, I don't really promote it. I, I buy records and I open the plastic. I don't know what anybody else does. I listen to them, so mm-hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really know. I haven't engaged in it. Zilla sold some records, so I yeah. know he was more experienced. Uh, I would. I mean, I I was buying and trading Bitcoin for a minute, and I was fucking with like Ethereum and Litecoin and all that. Uh, I would invest it in Bitcoin, but. I would not invest in it as I'm I'm gonna fucking put my life savings into this shit and get rich in a week. That that's crazy. So I would fuck with the blockchain shit. I'll read up on it. I would and what I noticed about the whole crypto world is how Bitcoin moves affects Litecoin and Ethereum and crack and all that shit. So that's just, this is an investment corner with me right now. Uh if you're gonna fuck with Bitcoin it's a wild ride, bro. It's got wild swings, fucking 20, 30% gains and losses like in a day, which is crazy. So if you're going to do it, I mean, I would put up, shit. That's why I I would put no. up like 500 right now and just sit on that shit for like 10, 15 years. Don't waste time. Getting, when, everyone, when everyone gets hype on that shit, that's when it's going to go down. So just buy it, sit on it. Don't fuck with it. Makami, you're, you're in it for the quick flip. Same thing with Griselda. You're buying it for 50 which means you're trying to sell it next week for 200 or 400. That's cool. So, I'm but, saying Griselda has $50 pieces. Mark don't have too many. Everything's Oh, he's got the 700. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if I'm just saying like Bitcoin to me is still like long term, you know, it's highly highly volatile. But if you want the quick cash, like you want to make 300 real quick, I would buy Griselda or Mock and then flip that shit real quick. There you go. Investment corner with me. Your man. Um I'm going to say go with uh, gold bullion and buried in your backyard. <laughs> and buried in your backyard. response. All right. So not forgotten, Rat wants to know, uh, based on our personal experience, what are the pros and cons of releasing an album through a small indie label for self-released via Bandcamp? Can I, can I jump real quick? Because I, I got to take a piss, Bailey. So I'm going to get my response and then, okay. you know, Be sure to mute yourself when you go to the bathroom. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah. I saw this question. I loved it. Justin, I forgotten. Um, Alaska probably knows the most of out of all of us. I can just say my experience dealing with a few labels. What I like about fucking with the labels is you feel like you have a teammate. You feel like someone else is invested. You know, they're going to do some legwork. They may put up some capital for it to be pressed up on whatever platform you want or physical and then have their own little space, whatever their space is, college radio or social media or diehard collectors or fucking retail that's cool um the downside compared to doing it yourself is like they got to recoup the cash clearly and whatever's in your contract and then they they you know they own the rights to the record for whatever years seven years ten years in perpetuity whatever you agree to so that's not cool but that's a that's a trade-off and then but when you're doing it by yourself is like you're putting all the money out for the artwork the mixing the mastering the features the fucking cds tapes vinyl but 
every time the money comes up, it goes right in your pocket. You're not sitting there waiting for like a royalty. You're not chasing these motherfuckers down and, you know, being like, yo, where's, where's my money for the last three months or six months? Like whether your PayPal is bringing off for $300 or nine cents, that's going right to you. You know what I mean? Same thing with like your streaming. So if you like seeing all the money right away and putting the money up and taking that risk, I'm, I, I like that side of doing it by myself. I also like doing the indie shit with the labels just to have another set of eyes and another, you know, extended arm out there being like, yo, we, we can also get it out here to people maybe, you know, I can't reach. So that's my answer. I like that question a lot. All right, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm gonna let my... You don't have to tell us. You oh, could have just went. We could have yeah. kept well, you know, going. You know. Even a fish. No, you, I don't even know what that means. Right. Um, go ahead. Um, as far as cash goes, um, the difference between indie labels and independent, and, you know, solely independent, is quarterly versus daily. Yeah. So, like, on a um on a label, um, you get paid quarterly. If anybody knows that's you know every every three four months. Well, actually, you get a quarterly review. Doesn't mean you get paid. So you know, then they yeah, check exactly. with it. You know, they do the math about what put in and what comes out and all that stuff. And sometimes it's would, would I like that in certain situations because sometimes it's very surprising. You know, you don't know how good a record can do and you might like blow your last quarter away. You're like, oh shoot, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you don't get paid till the next quarter, it'll bleed in, but definitely um, I think it's a good way to chart your own growth. I think yeah. when you're independent, um, you get kind of lost in the minutia. You know, every day is like heaven or hell. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, nobody bought anything today. Oh wow, yeah. four people, you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit treacherous. Oh God, you, I remember um, when it was about numbers before it was about money, it, just in my career, when I was like about downloads and plays yeah. and stuff like that, I remember I would go manic looking up, oh, who, 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 what, what, whatever file share has my stuff. And then I didn't care. Let me look at that count. You know what I'm saying? That was really weird. Yeah. Um, I, I like working, uh, solely independent just because um i believe in my talent so i like uh, i do like challenging and betting on myself and mm -hmm. i think i'm good i'm good enough with those dividends don't kill me too much but i definitely haven't made I, you know this, the margins are way different you know um i think when you're working by yourself recouping is has a different mind state like zilla says you get that money immediately but i don't think you're sitting there with a list of your expenses and you're matching it up cent by cent. I think it's a different mentality. You put the money in, you have your own battle about doing that. But then when you get the benefits, I think you, you have a different cash, you have a different profit idea. Whereas yeah. on a label, it's pretty much black and white. We spent this on you. This is how yeah. your record made. This minus this equals this. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a little bit more um, direct. And I also notice I get very over into numbers when I'm working with a label. How many yeah. units we move. When it's just me, I can have inventory forever. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll sell it eventually. But like when, yeah. it's, when it's somebody else's dime, I'm definitely asking, did we move any this week? You know? So yeah, uh, they want to make their money back for them. Yeah. I think there's benefits in both. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's important in current hip hop uh, atmosphere to um, have a relationship and maintain both. Yeah. Because the label might not be as ready as you are with your next project and you might want to put it out yourself. Yeah. I think, I think that all makes a lot of sense. I, I, for me, I thought the biggest thing for me with the label was, and this was a different time, obviously, but it was one, the label gives you legitimacy. Yes, that's the right? So if, if yeah. you're on, cool. on a, 
you know, an indie label that's got some sort of clout to it. You're on them. You got a built-in fan base that they have. Yes. And just the fact that you've been selected to be part of that organization gives you legitimacy. The other real benefit I found was with touring. Okay. Touring's expensive, right? So yes. if you oh, can yeah. get seed money for touring, <laughs> you're golden. Like you get, you know, you get tour support. Yep. A couple thousand dollars tour support to get yourself going, make sure like you, you know, you can cover hotels or gas. Um, you get product. Yep. It's a move you know, and that ends up coming out of your back end. Like you end up like, you know, you get to your quarterly report and you've sold 15,000 records and you should get X amount of dollars, but you also just took a thousand CDs and right. $7 a pop. Right. So that yeah. cuts into it, but you made that money selling it on tour. Selling so it's it like, yeah, it's exactly. almost a, a form of an advance. Right. So, so that is kind of a nice thing that I found with independent labels. Um, the thing that sucks about independent labels is they're small. So they're in the same boat that you are when you're on your own, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, have to, they have to pay attention to where the dollars are coming from and going to. Um, you're on their schedule, and if they have a big enough roster, you, have you to could wait. be three call. years before your next record comes out. Yep. Right? So you could make a record in, you know, say 20, 2020, that wouldn't come out into 20, 2023. Right. Mm-hmm. And by the time it comes out, it's like that whole sound could be dead. Mm-hmm. So being on Bandcamp, I think, gives you complete control over your own career. Correct. Which okay. is nice. Um, so I, I, it's a trade off, I think, unless you're at a certain level. Um, because if you're at that certain level and you have your Bandcamp, you're going to have a lot of sales. You're going to have sort of your own fan base built in and you're going to be doing okay. Um, if you're not, you're going to, you're going to sell less and it's going to, you know, you're going to have less reach, but you have full control over what you're doing. I mean, right now, nobody's touring anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. right. The touring so, is out of the equation. There's the yeah, virtual. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's virtual. Uh, I mean, Mike know. Eagle's doing the fucking coolest yeah. thing ever. The driving, yeah, yeah. uh, driving. Uh, yeah. But you got, but look at the operations on that. You have to have that type of space. That justification yep. at that space, like, hey, you can get fifty cars in here. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. You know, you know that, yeah. that's a lot. And like, blue and you gotta have. I'm up here. No, go ahead. I was gonna say about the Bandcamp shit, bro. The way this Bandcamp day's been hitting all year. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm gonna tweak something Blueprint said. Everyone's a fucking socialist till that Bandcamp day drop, and we are spending and getting it. When them, pay, when them emails come in, bing, 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 bing. In both bing. ways. I spend money on Bandcamp. Yeah. Me too. too. I love it. I love spending well, money know. on that. Thing. I yeah. love spending. I love getting it. God bless Bandcamp. I definitely enjoy buying people's product way more now than I did years ago. I don't know what that is, what chemical endorphin that is, but like. It's the same one. I mean, it's always been there, dopamine. Same yeah, one. back in the day, it was always like, <laughs> what's, what's free? Can I get this? Can I get this? But now yeah. it's like, well, yeah, no, we how much you join is? 40-something dollars? Boom, here you go. Yeah, we were yeah. scumbags back then. Yeah, well, yeah, we were most definitely. We weren't trying to buy each other shit. From the- I, it was so weird. Why wouldn't you? Oh, the shit was, was free. The internet was yeah, like, yo, but, why would you pay eighteen dollars? If it was somebody else doing some other part of the industry selling soap, making pay, we pay them. But you couldn't download it, the server free. Okay, fair enough. Well, because the fucking music industry put out shit for ten years straight. Right. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, every record was like two good songs. So the music industry yeah. did it to themselves, man. They fucked their fans That's over true. for 10 years. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, when point. CDs came out in 1988, they were $20. And then in 1990, they were $50. Yeah. And then in 
and it was always like, oh, eventually, as everybody gets CDs, the price will go down. Yeah, and that went, it went down to seventeen ninety nine. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's and, and the quality got Best worse. Buy, Best Buy was like, yo, fucking release day, four dollars for the CD. People were like, oh yeah. shit, quality did go down. Yeah, it did. yeah. because it great. because people thought the digital was going to overcompensate. It's so much yep. better medium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sounds better on vinyl, vinyl and tape. Yeah. Sounds better on vinyl and tape. Yeah. Real talk. All right. All right what's take next? A quick break. Yeah, yeah, let's do a break. break. Uh, take a quick, break. Real we'll, quick. We'll come back. Well, we got yeah. more records to promote. Yeah, bitch. Does he have another question about strains? About yeah, that strains? That was about no, strains. that's a different person. That's a great oh, That's not, not forgotten? All right, but uh, I just want to get to yeah, that. Yeah, now that's uh, Shaman Shot or Shaman Shadow One. Oh, that is. Yeah, I thought it was not forgotten. So we're in the final stretch right now. Yeah, we're killing it. Yeah, so, all right, and we're back. Bong, so bong, bong. We got the next question comes from somebody named Dan, aka Dan? Mind okay. underscore playing underscore, and he has the question of, what is the worst rap album of the year? Wow. What is your favorite rap album of the '80s and your favorite non-rap album? So let's start with Ooh. the worst album of the year. Oh, Eminem, used to get murdered by. <laughs> Is that this year? Yo, put yeah, that on a fucking tee for me with a baseball bat. Knocking that bitch off. Yeah, that, was, that was this year. Oh, yep, that was this year. You know that. Any Anytime this motherfucker drops, it is the worst album. That was this I don't year. care what year it is. 96, 01, 2050. He is the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's this day. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that was like awful? Nah, bro, Eminem. Cause it's uh, yeah, I agree, but we gotta give our listeners some a couple more nah, choices. Bro. I'm looking at shit that came out this year. Nope, dude, he is he is the champion sound of the worst shit in the world every year. I'm going with with Beastie Boys music, their compilation album. Nah, bro, yeah. chill. What? No worst album. The yeah. worst. The worst. The worst has got all the songs on it. So like all the ones yeah, that like, people are like, oh my art, god, bro. like listen Fucking to this pop song. Culture. <laughs> You're ridiculous, man. You are a ridiculous person. Yeah, yeah you know who dropped like now? The mon- they're like the monkeys of rap. The monkeys. <laughs> I used to watch the monkeys at seven in the morning. Fucking Nickelodeon. <laughs> Yo, some dude, some dude named Young Nudie dropped this year. Young Nudie. Young Nudie. Wow. Um, nah, there was a lot of got, there was a lot of heat this year, so I don't know. Nah, yeah, so, there's just so many good records. Like Eminem dropped, though. I, I gotta throw them in there. He's yeah, gone. I don't know. Yeah, I would have to really terrible. look. I don't have to look, but I, I'll, I'll go by default with the M record. How was that yeah. Little Wayne record? I feel like that was bad. I was no, that was good. The, the, the oh, Carter Five, whatever it was. No, 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 not the not the Carter no, Five. It's, the other um, joint. Funeral. Divorce. Yeah, whoa, yeah, yo, we spazzing. I gotta beat it. So. Spazzing on that joint. I'm laughing. Yeah, I'm real talk. I'm not even being hyped. He's spazzing on that joint. Is he? He goes off. Oh yeah, he almost definitely single from the single on. He's rapping, wow. rapping. He's rapping, rapping on that. It, yeah, it, it felt good to hear it, you know? Yeah, there's no, like, I'm looking at the list. There's nothing, like, really bad compared to Eminem. Yeah, there's, like, nothing, there's nothing hard outside of the Eminem record. Yeah, a lot of like, Even the Beastie is... Boys record's the greatest hits record. I'm just joking. No, there's a, yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of good shit that's dropped this year. That, that, that's, that, that goes music. to show. There's a lot of good yeah. shit dropped this year. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely music to be murdered by. Or, 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 or it's Black Eyed Peas translation. Of, uh, Stop. No, wait. I heard one of their Fergie. songs without Fergie. They don't sound too bad. My man oh, okay. Taboo was spitting this uh, Spanish verse. Oh, it wasn't sure. too bad. Uh, I'm good, I can't man. remember what it's called. Oh, Vida Loca. 
Sure. I like yeah, that. I'm good. Put that in the put that on the episode. Yeah. No. Vita Loco. Igor Tanner came out this year. That album feels Who? like it came out twenty seven years ago. Who? Oh, Igor. Tyler the no, Creator's Igor. No, it's January 26th. Wait, who? Mm, Ty- oh, no, Tyler. won a Grammy. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm sorry, saying. Sorry. You're bugging. That, that did not come out. Of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm looking at the, the yeah, you're wild. combined list. Um, All right. What's next? Yeah. Uh, okay. So then the, the next question is, favorite rap album from the 80s? That was not my era, dog. Um, but I can, I can backtrack. What did Public jo- Enemy drop in 80? 87? 88? 88. Um, For what? Nation yeah. of Millions? Yep. Yeah, eighty eight. It's it's either that in Nation of Millions or um three feet high, eighty nine. Mm. Uh Alaska, what do you got? Because I'm I'm looking at eighties shit. Ooh, I had a backtrack, 80s. believe me. Yeah, I gotta uh I don't know, I gotta look look that's some of the stuff that I'm thinking is the eighties isn't. Yeah, mm. it definitely was public enemy. That was all I mean public shit. enemy is like it's definitely there, right? Yeah. Um shit. That was a big part of my 80s young That was, was public yeah. antics. One way or another. Seriously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, Chuck, Chuck uh, public listen, enemy, to Chuck, um, listen to Chuck D all the fucking time. Fucking Eric B and Rakim. Um, definitely some Rakim. <laughs> definitely Rakim. Yeah, follow the yeah. leader. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And it, but uh, when I was that age, it definitely was some movie that would influence me to whatever hip hop song I was doing. Something yeah. being in a movie, I would be like, "All right, Great Adventures of Slick Rick." Oh, wow. hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, going Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Okay. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, during during quarantine, I discovered the Fat Boys albums. Oh, right. you fucking, never listened to? You I, never, I knew who the Fat Boys, like the movies and shit, yeah, and like yeah, the Freddy yeah. movie. I never listened to the Fat Boys. When I play oh, their yeah. shit now, I was like, yo, this is where, like, LP drums are all from the Fat Boys album. Oh, yeah, definitely. All oh, Fat Boys albums. Yeah, the percussions, the percussions were heavy. Huge. Percussion was heavy. Yeah. Like that shit. Yeah, but the, the actual run, album yeah. that I really, because, again, I was, I was an 80, like, I was born in 82. So my 80s album that I, I've gone back to and discovered and played the most is probably Jungle Brothers, Straight Out the Jungle. Yeah, you were telling me you were on a JB kick. Fucking Jungle Brothers, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. My nice. God, I love this motherfucker. Just that first one, though. Me and them have oh, a... The second one's fire, too. Done in by the I'm, force of nature. I'm, I'm kind of... Con- at that point, it was weird. Actually, yeah, hard, bro. What you gonna call it? Africa was acting. Record. I was feeling weird about them. It was rapping that, less. He was, that, was late, that was way later. That was I don't movie. care. I don't care. Dude, they started I'm, making I'm, me I'm think of Channel with, Live for some I reason. I love house music, and I love... Like, they are, like, the beginning of... So there's your answer. There's your answer for me. I hate house. Oh, I love house music. I hate house. I, I, I like I like kettle music only when it's in reggae. If you're yeah, playing so kettle drum, JB's with the remedy. Nah, I'm, I'm yeah. Out. I mean, they would look. They let go of the first two. First two are fire. Done by the I was I, I was way more than Houdini then. How about that? Houdini. Okay. Man. Woo, I was Lyre's way Smith. more than Houdini. Lyre's Woo, drums, Woo, Houdini yeah. was crazy. And remember, they, a lot of their videos with them like no, they had the um, performing live part. And I need love was like a heavy video for me. Them walking with the black girl, like that. I was dude, like, Friends oh, man, I want- is fucking amazing, dude. Friends with the with the with Nas flip, yeah. Friends, I mean, and then, you remember when Doom flipped that shit? Yep. Oh, that shit was hard. Yeah, yeah. Houdini. I had to put Houdini up there too. How many? Oh, are- I, I, I so, and, and oh. then what would your favorite non hip hop album be of all time? Um. Oh man, I would have to stereotypically say the White Album. 
I knew he was gonna say that. Um, man, that's hard. Uh, Mingus, really hard. Mingus Foibles. I, I always pronounce it wrong. Foibles, Foibles, and something else. It is. It, it's a Mingus record. Okay, I'm going. Jesus, uh, tough. I mean. Um, I'm gonna go with Gil Scott Haram pieces of a man. Cool. Pieces? Okay, as long as you yeah. didn't say fucking spirits, dog, because I was about to me I like look when in spirits, I think he was just taking his singing way too seriously. That's why I don't like spirits, even though it's a real good record. But yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. So next question, I'm gonna leave this one out. Um, because he just wants to know my favorite Beastie Boys album, which is none of them. When the alien mimics invade. Small pros just one of many recruits shoved into a suit of battle armor called a jacket and sent out to kill. Small pro died in the battlefield, only to be reborn each morning to fight and die again and again. On his 158th iteration, he gets a message from a mysterious ally, the neighborhood rebel known as Curly Castro. Is he the key to Small Pro's escape or his final death? Blue Ed with y'all, small pro, curly cash flow. You know what it is. Record, record. One. Smith Spinach wants to know what's the best Aesop rock album and why? My favorite or the best? Mm. I mean, I guess would, would you, however you want to. Yeah. My favorite is not his best. My favorite, okay. is, my favorite is Bazooka 2. <laughs> Shut up, Zilla. Shut the fuck up. I love Bazooka too. Still? The, the, the New York is we're the New York forever. In, yes, we're, we're doing it forever. As long as in perpetuity, in memorial. As long as as long as me and you are breathing air. It's Bazooka too. That's my favorite. Oh. Now his best record. See, I we uh, It's like saying Eli Manning's your favorite quarterback. Are you Bazooka serious? Bazooka. It is not like saying that. <laughs> are you kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. Um I always, uh, you know, we always, I zoom, we zoom right to Skeleton, but I always kind of think None Shall Pass is when you hit that stride. So I kind of always remember None Shall Pass for that. None Shall Pass is ill. Yeah, so um, that's, that's me as his best. My favorite is Labor Days, just because where I was in my life. But Skeleton came out 10, 11 years later, and it's like that solidifies him as like an angry old man in the woods like disconnected from everything and got the best drum fills ever on any rap album it doesn't sound like anything i've ever heard guitars and shit and my man haniel katib's on that record he's popping shots at some very uh very famous people it's it's his most confrontational record yeah crows one and two he's yeah he's very confrontational and it, it and it has that Camuteo hangover from his, his death that affected pretty much everybody. Um, I think Skeleton is like a very late career masterpiece. Like it's not what I expected at that stage of his career. I was just like, Yo, I just love this guy so much. I'll buy whatever he makes. But yeah, I, my favorite is still Labor Days. But whew, Skeleton is <laughs> fucking crazy record, man. So yeah, that's my that's my vote. Um, I like the Daylight EP. Ooh, Nick the pockets. Yeah. What, what's, the, um, what's the forest? Forest crunk? What's that? Forest crunk. Forest crunk. The beat at the end. Alchemy. Forest crunk. 
Really? Alchemy. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. Jesus, Jesus, Lord. Blueprints. That's, that's really the reason why destiny. I like it more than any of them. That uh, that song is just insane. Well, you know, they, my they, favorite. They, Daylight itself, but Alchemy Nightlight is, is just crazy. Like, Nickel Plated Pockets is my favorite, but Nightlight yeah. is crazy. But Nickel Plated Pockets, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still on my vast binge. You know, Vast yeah. is talking. Welcome I love to that. the but, store with a pocket. But Alchemy, blue, that's one of Blueprint. That, that can put Blueprint. In like a top twenty verses of all time. Yeah, well, when we really... opened him last year at the truck and he still did that shit, he was like, "Yo, I love doing this shit every night. I don't give a fuck." This is, this I was screaming. If anybody has uh, footage of that, that's me screaming in the front. When he, when he does alchemy, I have a I have an out of body experience. Maintenance. He does one of four. One of four is crazy. Yeah, EP real tight. But yeah. even though my favorite EP of Aesop Rocks is oh here we go, Fast Car, Danger, Fire. <laughs> And knives, Zilla. And knives. And knives. I need to retire from this podcast. I can't believe this shit. We're still doing this. Still. Year after next year. Next question. Next question. All right. So the next question is, uh, this comes from uh, MZ. So it's E-M-Z-E-E 83. MZ. He wants to know, he wants to know, what is the greatest hip-hop song about graffiti? Loon TNS. Loon TNS. I was going to say so Crazy Kings. But. Ooh. Whoa! Ooh, Crazy Kings. Yeah. Now, because Crazy Big Kings is the champion. He's Big just rules that shit. But yeah. Crazy Kings 2, Crazy Kings 3. Those are like just the fact that those, I love yeah. those joints. And I, they, I know they're. And the M Burners? Mm. Mm, that's not so much about. The video is. The video is more video so. Is, the, the video is, yeah. The video is more so. Um. All right. Then, no. I. All right. Wait. I got one. Um. Um. No jumper cables. Mm. Fire. You know how I feel about this shit. Shouts to yeah. DJ Paul. And then the um. Oh, the DJ Paul remix, right? Yep. Got my twelve yep. inch. Yep. Got my twelve inch on hand. Um. But yeah. Lunatics, bro. Lunatics. And and then he wants to know the best hip hop song about tripping out on drugs. Greatest Pac-Man Oops. victory in history. Asa. Oh uh, yeah, LSD. But, I was yeah. gonna say some um, but I was gonna say some um, League Brother shit. Oh, there's, there's like there's like three, yeah. There's three songs oh, on there that are just amazing about. Oh no no. Oh, God, he's got a song called God that Jay Zone produced on that record. That wait, shit is one. crazy. I'm sorry. This this is it, yo. Seriously, y'all. I got it. Sorry. Um, Z won't like it, but it's it, it is what it is. Okay. Um. Oh shoot, because it's not on here. Um. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Come on, bro. Give me a break for a second, okay? Um, hold on. Uh, I'm editing all this out. Hold on. Alaska, what's your pick? My pick is uh, I got five on it. Cool. Okay. We were supposed to do a summer rap album list show, which we never did, and I was gonna do a very important thing on that song. What amazing record. Should be in the fucking Smithsonian. It should be. It's, it's one of the best rap songs ever made. I got five more. Okay, it's um Too Heavy for Cherubs, Kate. Okay. Too Heavy for Cherubs. When his father was um making him help him, he was asking, his father was forcing him to help him shoot up. Yeah, that song's fucked up. That's a good song. The, yeah, I think what about I Need Drugs by Necro? Yeah, that I I, yeah. I I touched on that at the blog. Yeah, I need drugs. <laughs> it's the best. 
Remember when he says, like, uh, it's like, hey, dealer, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. All right. Sorry, I just, uh, sorry, I accidentally closed out. Um, yeah, but two heavy for terms. That was, that was, that, that's all. All right. Yeah. So, next question is favorite rap rumors? I can tell you a lot. Like, oh, God. I hate, I hate all of them. But, um, seriously, I do hate all of them. Um, I don't know. My I guess my favorite would have been the uh, the commission. The, no, Murder Inc. The original Murder Inc. Which one was that? Jai J and um, was Dmx. Uh, Murder. Yeah, yep. Murdergram was a song. Yeah, Murder Inc. Was supposed to be. The yeah. Then that was that was supposed to be Murder Inc. Yeah, you're right. Uh, cool. Ja Rule, Dmx, and um, Jay. Yeah, Jay. yeah, the song is yep. amazing. Yep. Y'all motherfuckers ready? <laughs> And then, and if the and, and if the commission was Jay and Big, and whoever, and Charlie, it's gonna be Charlie, Charlie Baltimore and Cam, and Cam, wow, their answer to the firm, that would have been would, that album would have been fucking sensational. That's, that would have been that shit would have been fifty times platinum. Wow, that's Yo, like the firm fucked around and went platinum. The commission would have went fucking diamond. A Cam and Biggie song? Oh, we just we're just like Big doing hooks or some shit. <laughs> it would have fucking five top ten hits off that shit. Because everyone else back, think about it, like Jay, Cam, and Charlie were just like, "Yo, whatever you want to do, like I'm with it." Like none yep. of them had any say. Big yep. was, like, "I'm yep. I'm quadruple. Let's do it." They'd be like, "Okay, sure," and he would have fucking carried them. Zilla, what you got? I don't uh, know if you love this. rumors. Yeah. Wait, wait, what's the question thing? Is it best rumors or like your favorite? best hip hop rumors? Yeah, or favorite? Um, Is it uh, favorite hip hop rumors? My favorite hip-hop rumor, it's about Scott Storch. Okay. So, apparently in Philly, um, Scott Storch, there's a reason why Scott Storch was in the roots, and then one day, he was fucking gone. Yeah, it was okay. called Coke. Well, no, not even Coke. <laughs> it's um, The puro. He, he um, was, outside of the roots, he was, like, booking, this is what I heard from several industry type of cats where he was booking sessions and he was burning people and he was getting studio time and not paying all that shit. So finally somebody collected all his debt and they were going to go get this motherfucker. Mm. And then he got wind of it and then literally caught like an overnight flight in the dark out of Philly and fucking LA and was never allowed back in Philly ever again. So yeah, that's that collecting debt, fucking Dre and aftermath and all that. It wasn't because he had. Oh, everybody wants him in L.A. It was I need to get the fuck out of Philly because I have shat where I've eaten for so long. It is dangerous for me here. So that's then, a boss move to collect all this debt because it was probably all over the place, all the most. Yeah, it was, so, yeah. fill in the blanks of what type of person would collect a lot of debt for someone. That and 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 w- and would compel you to leave in the middle of the night on a plane to go to L.A. without like a situation set up. Like that's that's the spot he was in. You know, once upon a time. So that that that's the rumor I, I was I was told of by a few people. And then later on, when he blew up, he bumped into a couple of Philly people with like Grammy events. And he's like, I know I owe you three hundred dollars still. Yeah, and he, and he still didn't pay them. So there you go. That's my. I, th- I think mine is the um, how ODB ended up on Ghetto Superstar. <laughs> oh, the, oh, oh, that is the greatest story. How, yeah, how that, he recorded it with the maps? Well, he basically showed up 
at the wrong studio. Oh, Ghetto Superstar. I thought we were talking about um, Mariah Carey. That, yeah, no, he, he showed up like he showed up at a studio in the wrong state on the wrong day for the wrong song. He wasn't even supposed to be on the song. That's Man. the rumor that he just happened to show up and this was also going on there. Wow. But I'll that's but that. that's that's the nature back then because people used to record in similar studios, right? So you would yeah. bump into um, yeah. you would have you know time, especially like you know, unfortunately with with Tupac got shot, it was like six hard. seven artists in there on the different yep. floors. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Biggie, was doing, was doing, Biggie was in there, yeah. But but everybody says is. that, but it wasn't just them. I think even Lords of the Underground, like there was a bunch of artists in there. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So what um, you're saying is Lords of the Underground are the ones who set up Pac? Well, nah, I'm up, just man. saying there was a bunch <laughs> like, of You'll get this motherfucker. Hey, Corbin, you'll get, come get this motherfucker. I thought it was Boo and Gotti. Yeah. Boo and Gotti. <laughs> 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 oh so I'm going to skip ahead and ask this question real quick, and then we're going to go lightning round with Shaman Shadow. Okay. He has All like right. eight questions. Shaman so okay, we'll, we'll end the show with Shaman Shadow. All right. Um, so, it, actually, let me just check one thing because I have a couple on my own Twitter feed that people ask. Gee, gee that's 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 well, that's kind of seems like you um, branching off. I guess you're the favorite member. Yeah, doesn't sound like doesn't sound too inclusive. Let me just make sure on your own Twitter feed. There's nothing I. Speak the language. I know. I'm good. I'm good. Anybody who got at Just Alaska is racist. Yeah, that's bottom line. That, that, you know, I see where your allegiance is. Look, just, just yeah. pay pay attention to the pronouns. We, me, I. <laughs> yep. There's no way. It's I. <laughs> they, they, them commented on yeah. Alaska only. Yes. <laughs> they, them. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. So, so, um, Doctor Kill wants to oh, know man, if there Kill. Shout out, Kill. any plans for Wrecking Crew doing a Wu Tang pulp follow up? No. Next question. Okay, so now oh, we're in lightning hey, round. Hey, hey, what the hell? You didn't even no, know. No, we didn't do another that. one, bro. It took like three, four years. I'm not doing that again. I mean, but you could at least talk about it. And nah, like, no. Graciously said, no. The masterpiece like, no, is a great question. time. We got a loose on the record, Christ. small pro on the record. Me and Castro, I did a bunch of ex- outro. Mega Rans on the record. Mega Ran, Black Hearts. So- sold out. Never going to be repressed again. $36 via digital only on record.com. Yep. That's it. Next question. Right. So, much so you. Shaman Shadow One wants to know the following eight questions. All what right. is Castro's favorite strains, if any? Um, Weed Corner with Castro. Okay, so um, I had a bad experience with Blue Dream a couple of times, so like I don't trust it. So if somebody says Blue Dream, I'm like, whatever, I don't want to even get near it. But I've been really feeling this Kush Cake that mm. I've been on recently. I love that. But um, always just, it was like um, cookies, not cookies. Uh, Girl Scout cookies, really, at first. But if you want to go with the ultimate strain, it's not around anymore. But it, um, when chocolate was really chocolate. Oh, that was my favorite era. Shut up, Zilla. But like, you used to have to go deep into and deep into the woods of the hood, and um, and, and it really tastes like chocolate. Like mm-hmm. I, I used to, I really used to make it. And, but you know. It's funny, it's weird. I ain't gonna lie, I'm not gonna run because it's like it's something called OG sour. But the original sour is why people still cop OG sour. Because the original sour was something. Tell else. me about it. It's the best. Shut up. <laughs> um Yeah, but I I'll say I'm I'm on some cush cake right now. Okay. All right. Next question. Um, did any of the Wu Tang did any of us have the Wu Tang Shallon style game yes. on PlayStation? On PlayStation, what? yes, I had the game. 
I, I didn't have okay. a PlayStation. And I would always be Yeah, mad. I didn't have it either. So, so who, what did you think of it? You were always meth? Yeah, like, like the game kind of ran out of steam after like, you know, a few hours of playing it. But I was it would also say, how much did it suck? No, it was fun. Um, because meth had like, he had like these, wait, one, one of them had like a giant hammer that they would hit you with. Uh, right. I forget who had the power. Uh, I think it was meth. But then the problem was there was two songs that they would play all the time. There was a You God song where it was called Rumble. It was like, rain, shouts, fights, da, 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 rumble. Rumble. I love that song. Always play this one You God song. Or they would play a song with RZA and a lot of dark man called Woo World Order. Woo World Order. Woo World. So they would play like two songs in fucking incessantly on the PlayStation Woo game. So I, I think I was meth most of the time, even though deck at the time deck was my favorite. But yeah, that's a great question. All right, um, what starter jackets did you have? Um, I had uh, because the, eventually when I got mine, it was like a big bomber coat because I had to buy it for a ski trip. And I think I don't know if I had a team, but I had a Jets. I did have a Jets nice. starter jacket at one point. Wow, you had, you had a Boomer. Um, no, I think it was Altoon? just generic. Well, oh, don't tell me about my man Altoon Double A, baby. Altoon, right, Altoon. I had the Altoon jersey, bro. Hell, and, uh, I had the starter. I, I had a Blair figure. Thomas. I had a Blair Thomas jersey for some weird Blair reason. Blair Thomas. Yeah. Wow, you're bringing it back. You remember Blair? Yeah, I remember Blair. Yeah. Penn State, the beginning the of the Penn New State curse. Yeah, he started the curse. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah. started the Penn State curse. He was so good. He, um, but yeah, he I also think, started the uh, the New York Jets meme. Like, uh, which I don't mean? know. Maybe maybe somebody in the Jets organization knows something that nobody else knows about <laughs> him. We definitely would draft motherfuckers like that. Yeah. Still do. Oh, if anybody don't know, me in Alaska like the last <laughs> and I don't even like. Yeah, I watched game. the whole game yesterday. You oh no! Why you the already know the whole game? That's Alaska, you know, shit, watch man. the first half of Jet game and then maybe. Oh wait, unless we're playing the the Dolphins, you watch. I watch all Dolphin yeah. games because those are always crazy. It's the oh, only sports yeah. I watch now. It's like I watch Jets games. That's it. Wow, that that's some you, sad shit. Dog. You see, you you, you take like yeah, you take one for the team. You need to get into Reiki or some shit. You got to you got to tap. I'm saying into every else, other man. team that I've ever root for has won a title. Oh, they will never no, nothing will ever replace the Vinny Testaverde years. Nah, bro. Who's your favorite Jets quarterback? Pennington. You're a Pennington guy. Who me? Who, me? Yeah, you're a big Pennington guy. No, I know Alaska's no. answer. This is, we're Ken O'Brien. Vinny Testicle Ken, Tuesday. Ken O'Brien till to, to the day I go. Ken O'Brien. No, Mark Sanchez. Oh my God, Mark Sanchez! Yo, dead up, Mark Sanchez in 09 and twenty ten was dope, and the Jets. He were was dope, open. black, the black glove, baby, the black yeah. glove. After that, he fell apart. They stopped giving him any backup, but those two years were amazing. Sanchez. Yeah, the black. Glove. I I love yo, the si- yo, amazing for Mark Sanchez is fucking fourteen touchdowns, nine picks. That that's amazing. Yeah, you're crazy. He was, he was he was he's managing the game. You should see him in the playoffs. Yeah, he, yo, playoffs. he is a, he is a pencil pusher. He is a game manager. So he went game. into Foxborough and played better than uh, Tom Brady. Yo, he was, the yo, he was man. He was. He had a. He had a fucking controller. Oh, Atari controller. He was running the whole game. No, go over there. This, wow. that, all that shit was great. He was killing it. Wow. But Ken O'Brien, the the the, the, yeah. the 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 like this the comedy of errors. About Geno Smith, like, dog. You don't fuck with Geno Smith. Nah, nah, it's just Ken O'Brien's <laughs> the original bad quarterback. That's why I like it. Shit. He held. I think he held. 
I think Alton would have had like a, at least 600 more yards. So Sanchez, the, the Jets defense in the AFC championship game in 2010 gave up 24 points in the first half. Oof. And Sanchez brought them back to the point where they, they, they ended up losing 24, 19, wow. but he was knocking on the door and they just ran out of time. Yeah. I remember Sanchez I in the postseason game. those two years was really good. He was, it was it like was. amazing. But they he, what, he did what, a big what, leap. What was the buff fumble game? What game was that? Oh, that was a couple years later. I mean, right. it fell apart pretty tragically. But even in his first two years, like he had a lot of comeback wins during the regular season. Like people shit on him and rightfully so, but his first two years were good. Sure. All right. Yeah. What, what's the last question we got? Oh, no, we got more. There's more than that. Oh, so, uh, wait, I, I got to give my starter jacket. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't get um, I Yeah, I, I was a huge Rocket Ishmael fan. Wow. So I had a uh, – Yeah, Notre I had Dame? a Notre Dame starter jacket. Ooh, Rahim Ismail. Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, are we that talking starter so or are we talking exciting. chalk line? No, I'm talking starter, starter, like the one with the hoodie like that fucking – I had the uh, star on it with the, the pullover. Well, either one, the one with the star no, no, the zip up one. Because I, I had, I had, the, I had the the pullover with the three quarter zip. No, it, it was like the the winter one. No, the, the one that, I thought we were talking about the real shiny ones with the buttons too. That, that's the chalk line. It was like something Michael Bivens would have rocked in uh, another bad creation video. Another Second bad Michael creation. Bivens drop of the day. Yeah, uh, I I had I had the I had the Bears chalk line. I was I mean nice. a bear starter. I was bear. I was wearing my Bears hoodie today. It's funny nice. watching the Bears the game yesterday. Watching the Bears versus Giants. You I, watched the game. I watched, I watched the last like three minutes because my dad was over and he's still watching football every, nonstop. He's a diehard Bears fan, and I'm watching the end of the game. I'm like, Dad, I haven't watched football in three fucking years. I know how it's gonna end. The Bears fucking got a 13 to 10 lead or some shit and just hold on for dear life. <laughs> I still don't like, dude. It's a hundred years of. Our quarterback throws fucking three-yard passes. Yep. We the middle for three yards, and we just hope the defense saves the day. And that's oh, like, what is it? What is it? Ben there. don't break. That's ben it. Don't Whatever break. Ben don't break. The only time and, they were fucking the hilarious. Scores the only time the they were fun was a Jay Cutler, and everybody shit on Jay Cutler. This motherfucker was flinging that shit. And they so were like, he, no. Were you aware of the, um, the 80s Bears with McMahon yeah. and all them? Okay. Yo, Jay Cutler is dating Tammy Lauren. Who's that? Oh, or Tommy shit. Lauren, like that crazy the right out wing. Of here. Oh yeah? Oh, yeah, dude, I was watching him uh, on the show with his wife, Maga in, Cutler, uh, in Nashville. Because yeah. my wife was watching it. Yo, he was wild funny because he would be like, "Yo, he was like, yeah, man." Uh, the whole time I was in the NFL, I would just give you my black card, and you would go fucking crazy, spend all my money. Now I'm retired. Why don't you give me your fucking money? He's like, I'm not doing shit. Dude, he would just wear fucking overalls with like a five o'clock shadow all day, like doing nothing. She's like, what are you going to do today? He's like, nothing. I'm retired. He's like fucking 34 doing nothing. That's like, amazing. I love this guy, man. He's an asshole. Shout out to Jay Cutler. Smoking Jay Cutler. I still wish I bought a smoking Jay Cutler t-shirt. I love Jay, man. I love Jay. Um, all right. So next question is, what are your, we kind of did this one already. What's your favorite non-hip-hop albums or groups? Yeah, we already did that shit. Next yeah, one. we did that one. Um, sorry. Who, whose flow did you try to emulate when you started rapping? Wow. When I started or when I got good? Started. Um, when I started, uh, LP and Aesop Rock proved me right, at least in my mind, because I was trying to jam so many words in there. Yeah. But I have to jump to when I got good. Because when I got good, it was all j Lock. I was just trying to um, – mm. his, his flow patterns are ridiculous. He has his A-B-B-A thing. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that makes so much sense to me. Let me try that out. 
So yeah, so when I first started, it was like LP, ASOP, um, Lil Nas. I was, just, I was just trying to get it all in there as much as That's I could. What do you got, Lassie? Um, So when I first started rapping, I tried to like take Derek X's style. Wow. Get like, out of here. Freestyle in my car and like, you know, he basically rapped real fast and I like that. Um, but then when I, I think when I got good, um, and I kind of mentioned this in last week's podcast, but it was like listening to shit like genuine, mm, like okay. where it was like, instead of like just trying to jam words into everything, it was like figuring out how to let words breathe. Take just like listening to that, like, just like how it like still could ride the beat, but like, you know, kind of like let your words breathe and that shit just, I don't know, something clicked in my head about mm. delivery and the importance of delivery versus just like trying to be super complex and shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I really struggled for years to find flow. Like I wasn't, it wasn't until I really, really f- got comfortable freestyling in my car a lot and just freestyling like house parties. Cause I came up like writing, like I was like writing, 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 writing. Um, so early on I was really, really big on inspector deck. Like that was the guy okay. where I was like, cause in, in woo, he wasn't like the flow guy. Like that was no, he was he was he was like a metronome steady. Yeah, he was just very very sharp, like the punchlines, like like a strong delivery. So early on, it was deck, and then once I got a little more confident, I was really really like consciously and subconsciously like really jocking Aesop like heavily. Really? Oh, because I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Heavily, heavily Aesop, and then uh. And then later on, it was more like... When you got good. And once I got good, it was like Q-Tip and T3. Like, I was trying oh, to like... Oh, fucking God, T3. Yeah, I was, I was just trying to get... Trying to catch like... Like that get small more of a village, vibe, like going. abstract vibe. Yeah, like more of a vibe, more so than like being it's super... Swing. Yeah, it is, it is yeah, a like, swing. Yeah, like... Right. But like early on, I, I, wouldn't, I would not... I would, that, that's impo- that would be impossible for me to even fathom. That's no, a good question. That's a great question. Check me, man. Listen, insubordinate records, man. Alex Ludovico, Scorsese Shells, Jason Griff. What you got right now is the East Hampton Polo Boys, son. New shit, man. Produced by the homie Panels. I'm doing the rapping. Summer catalog dropping in August. The pre order is available now. First single, you can go listen to that. It's for Turner Kitchen Liger. It's fire, rain, and I know it is because you're listening right now. The next joint coming out, Midnight Motherfucking Express. You hear me? Jason Griff Scorsese, that's all shit. Alice got some new shit coming. Nation Gang is official insubordinate records. Insubordinate.bandcamp.com. Also, insubordinate.com. Yeah, we got the URL, motherfucker. Shout out to Call Out Culture. Zilla told me to do it, so if you don't fuck with it, you don't fuck with him. And I know you fuck with him because you listening to this shit. You heard me? Alaska, what's up? Curly Castro, what's good? I still think Juice is trash, but you my nigga, though. Insubordinate.bandcamp.com. Peace. Call out culture, motherfucker. So, next question is who made you want to rap? And then who made you want to quit, if anybody? Uh, what made me want to rap was that summer when the fucking Cannabis Verse D- DMX CD came out. Okay. Like that CD was like one of the first like CDs that was selling at, in front of fucking Broad in Oregon and Broad in Snyder in South Philly. Like hearing DMX and cannabis and then like Nori was heavily involved. Like that run, like that, that, that Source Magazine cover, like the class, like the 98, it was mm-hmm. like Cam, Pun, 
Kappa, mm-hmm. uh, Corrupt, uh, Nori, Silk the Shocker, DMX, Cannabis. Like that whole set of dudes for me when I was like, okay, like now I want to, I want to attempt it. Like if not for that class of dudes, I probably would have just stayed a fan. I don't know. But that very specifically, like hearing that shit, I was like, cause it was like cannabis was similar to a lot of dudes before with, you know, uh, uh, you know, I bet on you, you in the net, I bet on you in the flesh. Um, you know, like that whole shit, like super bragging. But then DMX had like the emotion and the inclination, the inflections, like his inflections. Yeah. And then Nori, yeah. had, you know, we talked about last time, Nori was just like open and weird and like unorthodox and bizarre. So all of them hitting at the same time, like the hottest dudes that were so different and then pawn and all that. It was just like, I was just, I was just supercharged off those dudes, like 97, 98, like that time. All right. Anybody make you want to quit? Nah, there's no way that made me want to quit. I mean, there's people that made yeah. me want to be like, I'm, I, I don't want to drop my record now because this person's album just dropped. You know what I mean? Where like, I remember hanging with the Nux, and they were like the day Labor Days. I mean, uh, None Shall Pass. They're like the day None Shall Pass dropped. They're like, we, 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 our album is irrelevant now. Like this dude is way fucking better than anything we could ever make. But I never, mm. I never felt that person like, oh, this person makes me want to quit. Nah, sorry. All right. For um, me, the person that oh sorry, go ahead, Casher. No, go, Lola. Uh the person that made me want to rap was uh Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Nice. It was uh on the I Wish My Brother George was here record. Like once I heard that, I was like, Oh, I could do this. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Like, Bob I was like, Dabalina. you know, because he, he was just like a regular ass dude, you know what I mean? Was. It wasn't like Hi, guy. it yeah, was that. like when you walk in the aisle, in the yeah. aisle. <laughs> but he was also like he wasn't like somebody that was like this bigger than life persona. He was like a dude like me that's like fuck man, I don't know what to do with my life. Yes. I smoke too much weed and like I just don't know what to do. So it's like it, it connected. I was like, oh, you could make rap music about that shit too. Mm. Um, I think if anybody made me want to quit. I said it like joking around when I would hear like Supreme clientele, like I'm like this, I'm good. I'm done. Like no, nothing's topping this. I'm good. Like it would be shit like that. Or like hearing like Breezley Bruin, like, oh. all right, nobody's ever catching that dude. Mm. So it would be like that, but it was never like really like, oh, I'm quitting. Yeah. I, I never thought it was quit. Okay. Um, yeah. to, to be, to be 100, cause I could bring up an MC that I was feeling or whatever. But the reason I wanted to get into the game, and rap was a uh, flavor flex, so I wanted to be a hype man. So nice. when I I wanted to accentuate, and so he had his own song. So it was like when he would jump, when him and when when um Chuck would leave off the last bar, and he would come up with that. Like he was writing those parts. Oh. People think like Chuck did that. You could tell he was writing those parts. Yeah. So I was like really into that. How can I help augment the performances of my boys that I thought were better mm. than me? And then I eventually just kept rapping and writing and I eventually got better than them. So then I guess it would be, it would be like De La. Mm. So like Flavor Flavor was like the spark, but then as far as like writing, when I started getting better at my writing and getting better, it was like, it was like De La all day. All Long Island cats. Flavor Flavor from Long Island. Mm. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting, you know. But like like writing, I, I wanted to be like Dove, Dave. More so than Paz. I just wanted to, I just couldn't, the, the stuff was ridiculously amazing to me. And I, and I told you, I mentioned Three Feet was my 80s record back in, You know, yeah. it's just, you couldn't even, like, even back then, the, everything was like, it was just a, a higher mind. 
Adidas oh, yeah. was was you know like yeah me myself and I was a single but like on that record yo they're like Probably they're doing things all. that people still ain't catching up to. Yeah, they're part of Yeah, still. Yeah. Um, did anyone make you want to quit or? All right. So when um when Lupe Fiasco dropped the cool, that made me mm. stop in my tracks. It was just the way it was produced, like the whole the whole piece of it, the story of it, the artwork. I was like, wow. I was really like impressed how cohesive it was. Um, and the narrative through it, I, was, Z, I tell Z that all the time. Like that, that was a, that was my record. That was heavy duty record. It's a great record. And that made me like, God damn, I, I want to do this, and I, I haven't gotten there yet. Especially when that came out, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not even there yet. And I was like, not you know, not wanting to quit, but like I was like, I, I need to get up here. It, but it yeah. stopped me dead in my tracks. Final two. Well, there's. I actually saw when we missed it. I think it's a good question. That I'm going to hit this way. Um, um, does Ghost Dog count as a hip hop movie? Hmm. Yeah, because um, you know, RZA did the sound. I mean, because uh, RZA did the score, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and, like, and you, Timbo you, King and RZA are in the movie. And you hear RZA sounds. So even if it's yes. not, you know, even if it's done totally different, there's certain RZA sounds that are, you know, definitively RZA. His choices. So, you know, I'm in a hip-hop mind frame. I'm thinking this is like a version of a hip-hop samurai. That's how I used to think of those though. I would say, I'm say I mean, no. I, I say no also. Why do you say no? I say no because I think it's, it's bigger than a hip-hop movie. Hmm. Um, it has elements of hip-hop to it, but I think it's just like for marketing purposes, it was called a hip-hop movie. Right. Um, you know, I, I hear what Castro is saying and like the, the score is amazing and the sounds and stuff, but I think the story itself is not necessarily a hip hop story. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It, it is it I, is a classical samurai story, if you want to Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I it 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 pulled me it was the gateway drug for me to get in the gym jar mush with and I became like a gigantic fan of and like I remember seeing like coffee and cigarettes in the theater and broken flowers and uh a lot of his shit. Then I backtracked and saw like uh, what was the one he did with Tom Waits? Um, it was like black and white. It's fucking great. Um, yeah, so like that, the RZA and Wu Tang side of it pulled me into the Jim Jarmusch world. However, I remember after I watched it and I was like, oh, like that's it. Like there's no yeah, it was not in this shit. There's no like breakdance. Like <laughs> a little bit of that. Yeah, like literally, like, as far as wizard, you know, just like reading a book about being a samurai and cutting your head off and fucking with pigeons and, you know, practicing with swords and homeboy who speaks French. Yeah, like, there was just... It wasn't... It was. It, I, I'll give it credit. It was natural in that he was existing in a hip-hop project in New York. Right. He was not like, yo, my brother, what's poppin'? Yo, G, like... Except well, this the is the authenticity that the, the Last Dragon was shooting for. Yeah, like, he steals... Yeah, it it scene, he steals the Lex Bubble and puts in the fucking Killer Pre-CD. That's like the it only wasn't, uh, that, that, in the Apple movie. Like people, I mean, it was. Sorry, people, forget, people forget how xenophobic and racist The Last Dragon was with, oh my with, God, uh, yeah. with, you know, Homeboy being this Bruce Leroy. And I remember, you know, back then it was like low hanging fruit in terms of like depicting yeah. Asian culture. But then you look at him like, yo, you're doing everything like wrong. You got the key on. You're, like, you're yeah. bowing when you're not supposed to use it. Like, it's, you be, like it was just like, uh, what do you know? Yeah. What do you know? Like, didn't, there was no research involved, you know. So anyway, um, Ghost Dog Samurai is a lot more yeah. than it's played paid to that um, yeah. tradition. I, I mean, I, I think it's like, it's as much of a hip-hop movie as Fresh is. 
Yes. Okay. Right. Fair um, you know, it's it's a genre piece taken out of the traditional genre right. area. But are we not to a different I don't but I don't want to be reductive by claiming something is hip hop because this is we are the hip hop generation. We are born of that. Sure. And it, it is, you know, in our vibe. So like sometimes it does seem reductive because to us a hip hop movie is a period piece, but not to most folks. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like when you, you watch a movie by some Elizabethan time, period piece. You go, yeah. you know, it's, it's no thing or something about the 50s or whatever, but like hip hop movies now have become period pieces. It makes me think of the 90s and, yeah. and the late 80s and the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Like even as we move forward, some, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of hip hop movies are set back in that time. Yeah. You know, pay, paid in full and all that stuff. So yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Um, so his final question is Did anybody go through a goth phase as a teen? <laughs> oh, man. No. My 11 no. year old niece is beginning to go through one, which is fucking hilarious to watch. Black hair, black um, eyeliner. Uh, just, yeah, just doing the eyeliner and like flannel and like rebelling against her mother. I, I love it. It's really, it's really fascinating. I did not go through a goth phase. I went through a hip hop phase, motherfucker. Um, yeah, the, closest, the closest thing I did was on a bus trip. I took a guns and tape. I took my poison tape up there. And for some reason, all I played was um, Welcome to the Jungle over and over and over again. <laughs> my God. That's like and, pop rock. And I was just like fascinated with this guy until I realized he was a racist. But I loved, I loved that. <laughs> and then my closest thing to that would be like I told you my stain phase, uh, Papa Roach. Like I was really into all of them. Like heavy. That's not God, <laughs> man. This is new metal. Art. That's, this, this is my version. What do you want me to do? This is all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the final question comes from Vacation Jeff 80, um, who asked the question earlier, but he wants to know why is R.A. the Rugged Man so weird? <laughs> oh man, that's funny as shit. Uh, I would say Ari's. I I think his beard pattern is weird. There's like spikes in it and like very strange lines when he gets it trimmed. But I I, I love Ari, man. Yo, he is one of my favorite followers on Twitter because he is not woke, non PC. He's like, yo, have you seen my videos? Have you listened to my fucking records? Like, I'm not gonna say they and them suck my dick. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck man he's never given a fuck i mean his skill is undeniable but i think the reputation that precedes him that is based on myth and fantasy like most people that despise already they don't know anything about him they might never listen to one song they've heard this somebody said this and he did a song with biggie that's how everybody knows already but a lot of people don't do the research i think being a raucous fan and a jux fan early on you got to be exposed more to ra's art and so you you more know him as like, yo, he's a dope MC rather than he's a character to me. And I don't think he never, um, that's him. I never thought he was putting on a, a, a mask or this is my hip hop persona that pretty much, I think what you mm-hmm. see, it, and I, can, I can respect that from Mario. So have you seen the old videos like RA's like EPK? I said it, you when remember. When he was younger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's like driving around like a fucking, he's driving like in a cutlass yeah. in Long Island, like showing people's houses, yeah. jumping off the fucking roof into a pool and shit with strippers. That motherfucker was weird. <laughs> All right, now, 
He's like a dad. He's just like he loves horror movies and boxing. Like, likes horror movies and boxing. Exactly. Yeah, and he's just and he raps yeah. like super fucking technical and like yeah. shits on his fans who are idiots on Twitter and Instagram, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. He he's like he's weird in that he didn't fall into like one of two old man rap categories where it's like True. you're still trying to appeal to like twenty year old thugged out kids, <laughs> or like you're trying to lecture everybody about how they should live their lives. Yes, which is where like where he just is like Cormega I'm went. still just gonna be me. Yeah, yeah. Cormega is like nah, like that. That 20 years of maybe a millionaire off the streets actually don't go to the streets. It's like, well, yeah. wait, his new album. Wait, Ari's new album. It's all my heroes are dead. You 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 guys see the track listing on who's on this album? Feature list. Read it all. Atm- atmosphere. Amon. That they, they him and Vinny Paz love giving this dude Amon work. Remember he had that song. Fuck it. That, wait, that's that dude, the singer dude. Yes. Oh my god, dude! Vinny Paz <laughs> has been giving that dude work for years, and now he's he's down with Vinny Paz. Atmosphere. Yeah, my wife Amon loves that song. song. Yes, Atmosphere and Amon on the same song, and fucking Milk D put on Amon. How about that? Uh, right. Then another song featuring Ghostface, G Rap, Master Killer, and some other dude named Extreme. I don't know who the fuck he is. Then another song, a skit. Is it with, more than words? Like the group that sings more than words? Uh, that that yeah, that was that that that, that, that this extreme. Um, good call. Uh, canceled skit with Psalm One. So I'm I'm sure she's talking about how he's canceled, which is great. Like they all get a, a certain skit. I think right, rap. and then he's got a song with Afro and Jazzy Jeff on the same cut. Crazy. Then yes. he's got a song with a Novell. Remember him, Cat? He's on the Griselda joint. Is he rapping or is he singing? I don't know. Then they have a song called Ed Koch, New York, featuring Inspector Deck and Timbo King. I got to add that to my shit. I got to hear this song. I love Timbo King. Yeah. You ready for this song? He's got a song called The Slayers Club featuring, you ready for this? Yo, this is hilarious. Oh. Ice-T, Vinny Paz, Brand Newbie, and Chris Rivers, Cheeto XL, MOP, and Onyx. <laughs> Yo, that's like the Expendables. The song, like the Expendables cast, is on a song. That is so bloody murder of like all those cats. Are like that's murder bars. Every last one of them. Every every verse is about punch you in your face in front of your girl. Uh, There's another song with Immortal Technique, of course. Then he's got a song called Malice of Mammon featuring Chuck D. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, this, this album's. I'm gonna go play this album tomorrow. I gotta hear this shit. It's a long listen, but it's it's tight. He has some really good beats on it. It's 22 joints, dog. <laughs> it's 22 songs. Oh my, yeah, it's like since multiple his last skits, multiple skits. All right. Oh, really? They do the skits because I think they all rhyme. He's got a song called "Canceled Sk- Canceled Skit" with Psalm One. Then he's got oh another song John John skit and another song called Sean R I P with, with Sean with Sean P's daughter. It's only yeah. three skits out, so he's got nineteen songs. Whoa! And, the, and I guarantee every song has three full verses. Oh yeah, you know that two verses. Yo, the shortest song on the entire album is the intro, which is two minutes and thirty three. Every other song is three and a half minutes, four and a half minutes, three and a half, four and a half. God damn! It's a really good song about like. Negative consequences. I think one of the stories maybe about suicide or something. And it's I, the love same. I love what's, it. What's the song with Amon singing? What's the name? What's it called? The song's called Golden Oldies featuring Atmosphere and Amon. No, it's not that one. He had a single. The single was really good. It was this really heart wrenching song. I was like, oh my God. It was like three stories. And it was kind of. I, I think he's really talented. Like, I, 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 Prince Paul has a beat on his album. 
Mr. Green has a beat on this album. He, he went in. He, he went in one on. Yeah, the, uh, Psycho Less from the Beat Nuts. I gotta, I'm going to play his album more. I'm lacking. Wow. I, I shout to R.A., dude. I love R.A. You didn't give a fuck. That's this. <laughs> Anything right. So right, I think on that it. note, right, we are uh, we're wrapping it up. I, we might break this down to two eps, two two forty-five minute eps, something like that. How long did we go? Two hours. I mean, yeah. we went like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll break it down. Yeah, All right. we'll do part one and part two, both dropping whenever. Cool. There we go. All right, we are call out culture. This has been our first mail back ep- 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 episode. Thank y'all. This is pretty successful. Some great questions. Yeah, we'll be doing this quarterly. Yo, uh, leave, leave some comments, man. Fucking rate review all that shit. Yeah, yeah man. all of that stuff. Give some I'm thumbs up. Talking with the with the Twitter. So, yo, hold on. So somebody okay. gave yo, three thumbs down on YouTube. Elbow. I want to see you. Whoever you are, show me that damn thumb, and I'll show you what to do with that fucking thumb. All three of them. All three of them, motherfucker. For what video is this? Errol Barnes featuring Elijah. Yeah, directed by Blueprint. So whoever gave my my best friend a fucking thumbs down on YouTube, you're a piece of shit. And I, and what are you what are you doing here? I told you to go fuck your mother. Quote <laughs> Joe Pesci. What are you doing? I was just gonna fuck your mother. Bing pow, boom. Fuck your mother. The second thumbs up. You gotta suck your mother. Fuck. There you go, boom. Yeah, but and, and, and anyway, go go peep the Blue Blue Edwards album on the song Errol Bards, featuring yes. Logic. The video. Go on and fuck your mother. Yeah, we're just playing, man. Well, that was me. I, I get a cash or a thumbs down. Nah, I wouldn't do that shit. Last guy. Anything else going on? Nothing. Nothing I could think of now. Good stuff. Nothing. Fantastic. Yeah. We got a record coming out soon. It's coming out. Yeah. yeah. It's next okay. Friday. A week from Friday. Whoa, we, we better get this thing off to get pressed. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean Cryptic's gonna get me the the masters this week, so good. Yeah. Very nice. Exactly. All right, well pressure's on you now, Cryptic. We put it on the podcast. Cryptic. Yeah, for real. So, We're airing you yeah. out though. Where's our fucking nihilist millennial Rick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. All right, well, I ain't got nothing else. I'll be editing this show and whatever. Catch me on Twitter. Fuck. Call out culture where the culture gets called out. We out, y'all. Later. Peace. Oh, wait, real quick. I was going to just say shout out to uh, Harvey Cliff for the new artwork. Shout out to Harvey Cliff. You can do it right now. Shout out to Harvey Cliff. Castro abandoned us. Yeah. Castro doesn't care about you, Harvey. Nah, you don't fuck with you, man. Fuck with (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Thanks, man. Peace. Peace.